We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. Our good friends at WinBet have been sponsoring us all year, and we do appreciate their exclusive sponsorship. Jeff Erickson here with Miles Nelson from QB List Pitcher List. Miles, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's it's a nice uh, morning here on the West Coast. Um, yeah. I don't know how it's been for you. It's been cold for us. I'm a little chilly at the moment, but we're going to heat things up here on the podcast, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's it's pleasantly cool. I like that. I like that crisp air after a rain. We get a nice early rainstorm. We usually don't get that that early. So uh, it was nice to have the clear air yesterday when I woke up after the um, all day Monday rain. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. It, it's nice to pretend for even just a little bit that we have seasons here in Southern yeah. California. Exactly right. Exactly. Um, busy uh, times in the NFL. Always uh, week eight. We, we're supposed to have this big premium matchup on Thursday. Arizona hosting Green Bay, except. We might not have the top receivers for both teams, uh, and, and definitely going to be down a couple of guys on Green Bay. Starting off, Devonte Adams testing uh, testing positive despite being vaccinated, which means there's still a possibility he could get two negative tests and, and be able to play by Thursday night. Teammate uh, Alan Lazard is out because of close contact because he's not vaccinated, so at least five days out for him. Kind of left scrambling here. Uh, are you going after Randall Cobb? Are you uh, going after anybody else on Green Bay to fill the void? Honestly, I think the only person for me that I, I'm really targeting, if they're still if they're available in your league now, would be Robert Tunyon. Um, tight end is is a tough position if you don't have something set. This is we saw last year Tunyon performed really well when Devonta Adams wasn't around, um, and so yep. with fewer and fewer options, uh, Rogers has shown that the Tunyon is someone he trusts. Um, just he trusts everyone else, especially Devonta Adams more. So that's why it hasn't been good this year. But with everyone out, I expect Tunyon to definitely pick up in activity. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, and I think he's, I've got him in a couple of places where I've been kind of lukewarm on him so far this year, mm -hmm. which was to be expected. We Everyone said, the whole whole fantasy football world said, tight end, uh, touchdown regression is coming with Tunyon. He doesn't, yep. get, doesn't get the target volume. Everybody was right. You know, the, the whole world was right uh, in this one here. But this is a good week set, uh, set up for him. Although, of course, the Cardinals know it's a good week for him. And I'm sure they'll dedicate yeah. plenty of resources to him too. Yeah, the Cardinals have been very good defensively this year. Um, I, I don't I don't know, surprisingly or not. I mean, J.J. Watt has been what we expected J.J. Watt to be, although, um, you know, coming off the injury, there was definitely some concern changing teams, possibly changing schemes and all that. But, uh, I mean, the, the Cardinals passing defense has been absolutely fantastic, and so it, it, that can't go unnoticed. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, other than that week one scare. He has mostly been Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. um, so this will be a really interesting kind of battle back and forth. Cardinals are, I think, fourth in the league in sack percentage. Uh, Rodgers does not get sacked, but having all that pressure might cause him to, you know, speed things up a little bit. Um, you know, I don't know if Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to play, but even if he does, I don't know if he's going to be involved in the game because I don't know if, if Rodgers will have the ball long enough for, for MVS to get open. So, yeah, I mean, Tunyon and, and I, I mean, you mentioned Randall Cobb. I, as much as I don't want to go to that well, if it's PPR – that's probably not a bad play. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think the volume will certainly be there. I think Aaron Jones is just going to get all the touches. I think AJ yep. Dillon will be involved more because of that too. I think you'll see them both on the field at times. I, I think mm -hmm. we'll find a way to make that work. 
Uh, so I, I'm way big on Aaron Jones. Not that you have to be on Aaron Jones, but like if you're playing like a showdown format, I think he's going to be super active this week. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's some uh, enough level of concern with the way Aaron Jones has played this year, the the maddening inconsistency in usage and, and the points that he scored that um, and not that anyone's not starting him, but like yeah. you can at least you, you can probably uh, unclench a little bit when you put him in your lineup this week. It, it yeah. should be OK. Yeah, I think you're right about that. On the other side, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has missed two practices so far with a hammy. It's a different injury than one that's been holding him out of other practices so far, which is the only reason I'm concerned at all. If it was the same reasons as before, then I, I think I would be like, oh, okay, it's just the usual. Now, I still think it's okay. It's the usual. He sits out practice and then still plays, yeah. but his volume has been down too. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kyler Murray's done a much better job this year of using all of his weapons, really spreading the ball around. Last year, we saw it was, you know, his, his, uh, he really just used DeAndre Hopkins as, as kind of like that safety blanket. Um, and just anytime he didn't know what to do, he was just like, all right, where's Hop? I'm going to throw it to him. Now he's actually using uh, more weapons, using, you know, getting everyone else more involved. And so you do have to account for that. However, if he practices today, even if it's limited, even if it's, Hey, you know, he he was doing individual workouts on the side. You're fine. You're as long as as long as we don't go into Thursday and it's like, well, he, you know, we just really don't know. I would really think about it. I would really have to think about benching him at that point. Um, but luckily right. it, you should be able to make that decision up until game time. And if he's going, I I'd, I'd start him. Yeah. And here's the thing. The Packers have their share of injuries in the secondary. You want to attack mm -hmm. this matchup right now. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, really with anyone on, on that team, if Hopkins is out, I'd start every member of the, the secondary or not of the, of the, uh, receiving core other than, uh, Max Williams, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. He, but you know, that's why they traded for Ertz. Williams is done. So, you know, you know, I see a note today about Jair Alexander. There's an outside shot of him returning this season, but that doesn't mean anything for this week. So, no. uh, you know, uh, definitely going to be going attacking them, but yeah, you're, you're starting, Kirk, I think Rondale Moore is kind of a tougher debate because yeah. I'm not seeing the volume there. No, definitely not. I mean, he was getting by earlier on, uh, in the season on big plays and and just, you know, really maximizing, li literally maximizing his touches. So definitely understand if, uh, you know, not starting Rondale Moore, but Christian Kirk, definitely. AJ Green, definitely. Um, Zach Ertz, you probably have to. Um, and and so, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on, on this Cardinals team. Yeah. I've got Murray over uh, Rogers. I will say I'm a little concerned about Murray not running lately. Last three games, uh, 10 yards or fewer. And, you know, he hasn't been running a lot all season, but at least he was getting rushing touchdowns early on. He hasn't done anything early, uh, lately about that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes with uh, quarterbacks, I mean, other than like the Lamar Jacksons who absolutely desperately need it in order to be effective and run their offense, Kyler Murray doesn't have to run in order for the Cardinals to have an effective offense. And so that's right. always going to be an issue. Um, but he always has the ability to. And so, yeah. uh, you know, all it takes is one play um, and and you can really hit that floor that you need from a, a quarterback. So I, I would feel confident any week that Kyler Murray could get you at least six, seven points on the ground, um, either between a touchdown or, or you know, a good amount of yardage. Yeah. I did, I, OK, I, I tend to agree with that. Um it might not always be there. You can't always count right. on it, but but it's right. but that possibility is there, for sure, for sure. Uh, that that covers any other things. Uh, Arizona, Green Bay, any angles you want to cover on that? Or did we get it all pretty good? I I really think I, I will say this. We touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, you mentioned AJ Dillon. Uh, I would feel confident actually starting AJ Dillon this week, just because I think that with the lack of receiving options that they have, rather than really going down the well of like, you know, who's at the end of the roster that we can throw out there on, you know, 80, 90% of snaps, it'll, we'll see more two running back sets. We'll see more of, of Aaron Jones uh, flex out wide, just, just, just to give them a different look and keep their weapons on the field, as opposed to benching their better players to keep, you know, a wide receiver on the field. So I would I would feel if you're in a position where you have AJ Dillon and you're maybe choosing between him and like I don't know um I was going to say Devontae Freeman but they're not playing uh you know just right. just one of these one of these kind of like Alex Collins types like I'd feel more confident starting AJ Dillon this week. I can see it there. Collins I've got checked in right now at 31 of my rankings. I have Dillon at 33. It's it's, it's almost a coin flip for me right now and I might switch flip flat there. Uh, because Collins was pretty ineffective on Monday night against the Saints. Everybody was ineffective on Monday night against the Saints yeah. on 
Uh, the only person that was effective was Alvin Kamara. Pretty much everybody else was just a big loss. Metcalf got his his got got you his all of his points on one play, and we're grateful for that if you have Metcalf, like I do, in many 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 places. I needed just a little bit more from Metcalf, just a little bit more. Oh, I actually um I, I was eliminated in my guillotine league this week by oh, two no. points. And it was Metcalf against the Saints defense. And I just needed two more. One one 10 yard reception from Metcalf. Would have and you're like, that. you get that 184 yard play, you're like, here we go. We're I, good. I thought we I was fine. This. Yeah. I totally thought I was fine. I was down like 10, and it was Metcalf versus the Saints defense. And I was like, oh, look at that. 15.4 points in, in literally like three minutes or, or however quickly into the game it was. I'm like, I'm good. And then I checked back in maybe about an hour later. And I'm like, oh, it's still just the 184 yard touchdown reception. Okay. Okay, hey, Geno Smith, maybe do something, huh? Let me throw the ball to Metcalf so a little bit. Metcalf was the intended receiver on that final play of the game, too. That's all it would have taken. Not going to pour salt on that wound, but... Uh, That's okay. I was watching the, the Manning cast on that game. It was the only thing that made that game salvageable at all. That Manning cast is something else. I'm I'm so happy it's back. It, it really sucked that yeah. it uh, took a few weeks off there, but they're absolutely... They're so much fun to watch. Um, they have such great stories, and Eli does not hold back. No, <laughs> Eli I does it. not hold back at all. Yeah, he's been like the hidden star because we all know Peyton's a ham. You know, we are, we know he'd be all over that there. But, you know, it's uh, – yeah, it, it's been so much better and partially because I'm – I know play-by-play broadcasting is hard. I'm sure it's very difficult to be good at your job. Steve Levy's not good at his job. I, I just don't enjoy that aspect of the show. Monday Night Football has been so hit or miss uh, for the past few years. I mean, even I just keep remembering the uh, the Jason Witten year. Um, and this, he was so bad that he retired from broadcasting to go back to playing football. And then the Boogermobile was I, – I just don't know why. Oh. There's there's a lot of bad broadcast teams in the NFL, but I don't think any of the, of like the primetime single slate options are as bad as Monday Night Football. And I don't understand why they can't get it together. Yeah. Um, well, and the Sunday night – the, the Sunday night uh, baseball broadcast is the same issue. Uh, you know, you get Matt, you know, I know Vaskersian's leaving ESPN, but I used to love Matt Vaskersian. I just hated him on the Sunday night broadcast with A-Rod. I think that was, I mean, I think it was so much like, I'm going to toady up to A-Rod. That's what, that was the vibe I was getting there. A-Rod yeah. advocating for small balls. <sighs> What? Yeah, how many times has A-Rod bunted in his career? But uh it, it's it's the tough thing because I feel like they really drag him down. Like it just he he plays we see that it's funny because we say this with like, for example, a concern this week would be Bengals and the Jets, and we see like, hey, are they gonna play down to the level of their opponent as opposed to just you know being right. their regular self? Um, obviously talking about the Bengals here being the the lower opponent, because that's what we all expect from them year in and year out just kidding uh you but, know your host i like that well done uh no it, it's great because uh eric smith uh the host uh or you know on, on qb list he's also a Bengals fan so i'm i'm always ready to go with these Bengals ones it's it's great it's a great team to always there's another uh, i did not know yeah. that yeah he awesome. he actually lives though in, in like in kentucky so there's you know it's a little bit makes more sense for him you're you're a bit yeah. on an island over here yes uh, I am. most of us most of us out here are like Cowboys or Steelers fans. Um, and then I guess there's some people who were like, oh, sure, the Rams are in town. We'll root for them. Um, but I think Matt Faskirchen really started playing down to the level of his co-hosts. And he was just like, you know, hey, if, if Alex Rodriguez doesn't want to talk about baseball, then I don't need to talk about baseball because that's yeah. just you – know, and, and anyway, uh, ESPN, get your, get your stuff together. You figured it out with a Manning cast. Now get it right with all the other ones. Yeah, that's right. And I like Lewis Riddick's, uh, Julia was mentioning in the uh, the chat comments. Yeah, I, I think he does well. And some people prefer just a straight format to the to the broadcast, and that's fine. Uh, mm -hmm. I like having the option there. Um, it is kind of a little mystery science theater-esque uh, in terms of talking over the action there. Uh, but I'll, I'll deal with it there. Uh, I, I still prefer that. Um, if I were watching a game, that's the way I'd probably want. I'd, I'd want that sort of format. Not everybody can pull it off either. You know, I, I think there's yeah. – you got to have that level of knowledge. And that's the thing is the Manning casters, sometimes you're like, just talk about the game. Other, <laughs> you know, like, yes, we know Sue Bird's won four titles. Okay, let's move on. Let's go. But uh, other times it's been, you know, it's still way better as the format there. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, quick note from our sponsors, our friends at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brought, uh, brings you all the latest action, 
with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Jeff Erickson here with QB List Miles Nelson. Uh, we are talking all things week eight. First of all, though, you've got a podcast of your own. Tell everybody when and where you can catch you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we're here from QB List. So uh, you can find us at QB List Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, we do three weekly shows. I'm on our weekly uh, uh, preview show. So that comes out uh, Thursday morning, Wednesday night, depending on time zone that you're in. And, uh, you know, we preview everything going on for the week, help you figure out who you should sit, who you should start, you know, a preview show. Um, and then we also have a, a Sunday night recap show and a Monday night waiver uh, wire show. So uh, I'm not on those. So if you just want to hear this beautiful voice, you only need to tune in on Thursdays. But there's <laughs> there's two other good shows with a lot of good analysis. I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know, mention the whole thing. So, yeah, QB list fantasy football podcast. Who's your team, Miles? Who do you root for? I'm a Cowboys fan. So uh, growing up in L.A. with no team, uh, my my world was wide open to me. And okay. uh, my parents, my parents lived in Dallas in the early '90s, like right before I was born. So I just kind of ended up adopting their Cowboys fandom. Okay, cool enough. So my dad grew up in Ohio. Uh, I grew up in Indianapolis before the Colts were there. If we want to give an age difference here, uh, but uh, you know, uh, so I was I, I just picked up my dad's scene. And so when the Colts came, like, yeah, they stink. I'll stay with the Bengals because um, you know the Bengals were a better product at the time. Hard to believe. Yeah, but yeah, uh, hard to believe. I, I, I you know. The last good Bengals team I remember is what the Johnsons, Rudy and Chad. Um, I guess you've had a few decent teams in the last decade, but that was like the last real yeah. powerhouse team. The last time we won a playoff game was when you were in single digits in the nineties. <laughs> um, that, that that's how sad uh, it's it's been for us. You know, we ruined Bo Jackson's career. That's 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 our claim to infamous infamy. <laughs> One of our many claims to infamy. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I. Uh, Right. Good year. This is a good year for both of us, though. That it we is. can finally fun. take some solace in, in this season for both teams. Yeah, indeed. So let's take a look at some of the uh, issues surrounding these teams. Your Cowboys are coming off the bye. Mm -hmm. So they're facing a Minnesota team that's doing the same. Here's the thing about the Cowboys is oh, we're expecting all these, you know, we got these three great receivers now down, down to two with Gallup, who might come back this week, might come back later. He's at least been designated to return. But they haven't had the volume that we expect because their defense actually isn't terrible. Yeah, that's, I think, one of the more surprising uh, developments of the year is I, I fully expected us to uh, lead the league in points per game and lead the league in points allowed per game. And it hasn't it hasn't been that bad. Um, Trayvon Diggs has been an absolute revelation. Um, definitely the, if the season ended today, defensive player of the year, if he can mm -hmm. keep up this insane interception rate that he's currently having, which he obviously can't, but... If he can do it for at least like half of the rest of the games, I mean, he's still got to be in that conversation. Um, you know, obviously it tends to go to pass rushers, but if he can, if he can be this dominant, he's got a shot at it. But yeah, I mean, our defense overall, I mean, you know, we've only allowed the fifth most rushing yards on the season. Um, I think in large part due to the fact that teams have to throw against us a lot more often, we're usually uh, in the lead, but um we definitely expected, you know, that that pace that Dak Prescott was on those first five games last year, that historic uh, volume pace. And he just, you know, he, he, he's been good. He just hasn't been yeah. that good. Right. Well, and Dak's not running either. That's one thing that uh, coming back from the, that horrific, gruesome injury is yeah. he's not running as much. That's fine. He's He's been very effective as a passer. So we'll, we'll live with that. He's also dealing with a strained calf right now, uh, although mm -hmm. he should practice tomorrow or today, I guess. Yeah, I, I expect that he'll be back. Um, I, I think I strained my calf last night while I went out for a run. Um, and so, but, but I, I felt good this morning. So we can translate that to a professional athlete playing sure. um, uh, football. He should be, he should be fine by now. I, I don't even know why this is still, I'm just kidding. Uh, obviously keep an eye on that. Um, if Dak can't go, that's going to be a huge, huge boon. I mean, this is not good for CD. That's not good for Mario. That's not good for Schultz. Um, we saw what this Cowboys offense looks like with a backup quarterback in there. It ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. No, 
Uh, they do get Collins back to help him help protect mm-hmm. him a little bit there. So uh, suspension has been lifted. Uh, he completed the five game ban. Now he's reinstated. So that that helps a little bit there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of funny stories around that. That, but uh, yeah, we'll move on from him. But yeah, uh, just 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 Google it if you want to know. Just Google Lel Collins and just look at the news from the last like six weeks if you want to go on an absolute roller coaster and and. Now, now it's funny. I can laugh at it now. I couldn't laugh at it before, but now I can laugh at it now that he's back. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Gallup, by the way, is officially cleared to practice. Uh, so yes. they're getting him back maybe this week, maybe next week. We'll see. He's not – here's the thing. Designated from to return from IR is not returned from the IR. Um, yep. So you can look at practice reports. They don't have to list him even because he's still on the IR. Uh, so we don't know – we won't have – perfect information until they actually activate him from the IR. But uh, yeah, yeah, it could be as early as this week with him coming back. I I will say we've seen this with Jarvis Landry, with um, Jerry Judy, uh, and a few other wide receivers. I think Rashad Bateman as well. Oftentimes uh, teams will designate them to return from IR about a week before they're actually ready to go. Um, Judy didn't play last week. Landry missed the first game. Uh, Rashad Bateman missed the first game after they were designated to return. So Mm -hmm. uh, if we just go by historical precedent and how coaches typically like to handle this stuff, I would expect Gallup to be back next week, not not this week. I'd agree with that. Uh, You mentioned Judy. He's supposed to play this week. And in fact, uh, the coaching staff said, well, physically he was ready to go, but we wanted him to have another week of practice before activating him because why would you want him on the field against the Browns when a game that you really need? But I'm, I'm still a little salty because I have Judy in a few places but i do as well i i'm a, i was a big judy believer coming in, into the season i'm still a judy believer uh yeah. I, I think i i in fact actually uh Cortland sutton was cut in our guillotine league and i didn't put in a bid on him one because we have other players and i'm i'm good at wide receiver but yeah. also because i i'm just not positive what this is going to mean for Cortland sutton um he did not get targeted hardly at all i was like three targets i think in week one um, when judy was on the field um bridgewater is not exactly someone that we expect to, you know, have multiple fantasy relevant wide receivers, even though he kind of did it last year in Carolina. But we still, I mean, this is still not the the quarterback we expect him to be. And uh, I think if last week wasn't a Thursday night football game for them, I think Judy would have been out there. But think, you know, it's I short, think that's probably week. right. Now they get Washington this week, and the football team that secondary is very exploitable. Uh, they went through a stretch that I think was five straight games, were allowing at least twenty two points to fantasy quarterbacks. Uh, and so with, with a pretty high ceiling on that too, uh, maybe they could support both Sutton and Judy this week. Yeah, I, that's, that's very fair. And De- uh, Washington is bottom 10 in the league in pass yards per attempt and sack percentage. I mean, Chase Young is incredible and the rest of the defense, um, brings him about as far down as they physically can. Um, and so I really think that this is a week where I, I I'm not going to start Cortland Sutton, but I wouldn't be dropping him either. I would definitely be hanging yeah. on. And seeing what you know, what you can kind of get from him this week, and and see if this is something where you're going to get two team, uh, two wide receivers, and Noah Fant, by the way, too. Um, right. You know, now we're talking about three guys who you who we're hoping to get fantasy relevance from. Um, definitely keep a close eye on what this does to their targets. Yeah, and a funny thing about the Broncos is every draft, like sixth round or so, all these interesting Broncos players are sitting there. And then you got the quarterback situation. You know, it's just like, ah, uh, you know, yes, Cortland Sutton's awesome. Jerry Judy's awesome. Javante Williams is really exciting. Noah Fant's probably the next best tight end. But it's the Denver offense, and there's not a whole lot of volume. And there's just, uh, yeah, you just, I see the talent. Just give me a good quarterback for that team. Yeah. Oh, well, they upgraded from Drew Locke to Teddy Bridgewater. So they're making, they're making strides. Uh, maybe in a few years they can get like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick or something. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I would have just played Locke and just dealt with the consequences just to finally see exactly what you have. Because with Bridgewater, it, it, there's just a known ceiling there. Uh, yeah. I, that's just the way I would have looked at it there. But I think you're also looking at coaches trying to protect his job. That's a hundred percent all that it was is, is you, you know, it's easy for us to say that sitting here, knowing that if, if we play drew lock, we're not, you know, losing a job that pays us, you know, millions of dollars that we may right. not get back to. Um, and then if I was first and first chance at it and defensive guys usually don't get that many chances at it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. If Sorry, I was I told, if I was told you need a 500 record or else you're fired, I'd be like, all right, find me a Teddy Bridgewater or someone else like that, that I know can just, just get me through, get me through games, keep us in it. Um, right. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't like give us a chance every single game. That's what Teddy Bridgewater does. Yeah. I say, I say that's right. I think that's the right characterization there. Um, 
Meanwhile, the football team, Heineke is going to start again this week. You know, Fitzpatrick's due for another MRI in two weeks. They've got the bye next. So, and you know, all the attendant issues that go on with the Washington football team constantly, there's always that going on too. Uh, but, you know, we're waiting on him. We'll get Logan Thomas back after the bye. I think Heineke's a decent stream if you're like, say, if you got Lamar Jackson. I think Heineke's a decent stream this week against Denver. Uh, Heineke's been a decent stream just about every week. I mean, I know he didn't perform well um, against New Orleans or Kansas City, but um, I mean, New Orleans is probably the only one you look at and say, yeah, we shouldn't have started him there. But he, you know, yeah. 20 plus points again in, you know, four of the last six weeks, um, including against Buffalo. And uh, Buffalo's no slouch defensively no. in Buffalo. So, uh, yeah, I'd take a flyer on Tyler, Tyler Heineke if I was in a, in a rough spot. Yeah. If you're running the football team and Fitzpatrick's healthy coming back after the bye, what do you do? Who starts? Uh, I, I mean, I'd probably still start Heineke uh, just because Fitzpatrick to me, I just I know he's always there. Um, you know, yeah. he, he's he'll be like my safety blanket. And then if something happens, if Heineke just gets to the point where we're not even, you know, in games anymore, um, you know, then then I start looking to Fitzpatrick. But I don't know. Heineke can run. Um, you know, there's at least some upside there, um, you know, some modicum of like, hey, I'm, I'm evaluating. I'm looking for something here. Whereas uh, with Fitzpatrick, it's, you know, you know exactly what you have, but yeah, you know, you never know. He might be, he might be pushing to start and I'm not, I'm not going to say no to that beard. If that beard's coming at me in the locker room saying I'm the <laughs> starter, I'll be like, yeah, yes, sir. Whatever, whatever you want. Sir. <laughs> exactly. He reminds me of, and I'm going to date myself with this reference once again, but he reminds me of Steve DeBerg uh, as a, as a quarterback that was always like placeholder for a year or two decent enough, but at the same time, yeah, just, just okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, yep. I definitely understand that reference. Okay, good. Good, good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, once again, I, I like to make the dated references there. Uh, but, I, I believe for me, that's, uh, like Vinny Testaverde. Um, yeah, that works. Although that, Vinny that's was the, the guy number that one I, overall pick. Vinny was expected to be a stud and he just instead became the guy that played for everybody. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my Steve DeBerg. Okay. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That Every works. generation has one. Indeed. Uh, on that note, let's go share another note with our friends at Yahoo. The new NFL season is underway and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS contest, football contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Miles Nelson. You can catch Miles on the QB List podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Miles Nelson PL. That's M Y L E S Nelson PL for Pitcher List. I want to thank Nick Pollock for putting together a great site and giving so many people an opportunity. I know he started Pitcher List and now he's, you guys are branching off and doing QB List, uh, mm-hmm. all sorts of good stuff going on there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, uh, you know, have to give a huge shout out to, to Nick Pollock, who, you know, gave me a chance a few years ago, um, you know, saw the enthusiasm and passion that I had, even if it was a little rough around the edges. And, uh, you know, now it's blossomed into uh, what it is with with both QB list and pitcher list. So definitely grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the opportunities that that has given me, like going to Arizona and meeting yeah. you this past oh. uh, uh, first pitch Arizona, which. I mean, I, I don't want to get too into baseball. This is football, obviously. But uh, if you're a baseball fan and uh, you like watching minor league baseball, we got first pitch Arizona in the fall. Uh, definitely go because I didn't go until this past year, and I highly regret that. So definitely yeah, go. But now you've gone, and you're probably going back every year now. So I will that. be back every year. First pitch Arizona rules, by the way. Uh, it's just the guys at Baseball HQ, and it used to be Ron Chandler running the event. Now it's uh, Brent Hershey and Ray Murphy. Ron still is heavily involved, but mm-hmm. they started this event over 20 years ago. It's amazing. If you're, you're if you're a hardcore baseball fan, it's awesome. And I know it's a football pod, but just hear here hear us out for a nanosecond because it's it's an amazing time. Get to talk. This is baseball. like the third time we've talked about baseball at this point. They they should know. Yeah. They should they should know. This is we're we're a little bit of dual sport athletes here. Okay. Yes. You know exactly. Exactly. We're so like how did Jackson. you 
How did you get your start? So you just reach out to uh, Nick and say you wanted to start writing or how? how this yeah, happen? I mean, that was basically so kind of funny. I, I fell out of love with fantasy sports in the early 2010s. I played a lot when I was in middle school and high school, had a lot of fun, went off to college and was like, I've got more important things to deal with than fantasy mm -hmm. sports. And then, you know, I also didn't go to class. So I was like, well, then I might as well get back into fantasy sports. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I started playing fantasy baseball and fantasy football probably around 2015, 2016, um, after taking a few years off from both. And I was like, you know, when you're out of college and you don't know how to make friends or whatever, you're like, I'm just going to sit in front of my computer and write about sports. Um, and so I started doing that. I just started writing uh, about things that I that I was seeing. Um, in no way does anyone need to go back and find this analysis because it was not really analysis, but it was me, you know, trying to put myself out there. And uh, when Nick when Nick said, "Hey, we're you know we're, we're hiring people for for pitcher list and QB list," I sent him some of my stuff, and I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm really about this. I really love this. I just I'm still figuring out my way." And he's like, "Dude, we've got a home for you here. Shameless plug. We're hiring. Uh, <laughs> go to pitcherlist.com/hiring if you're like me and have a lot of enthusiasm for sports and uh, need a need a home uh, for that." So um, yeah. that's that's where I've ended up today. It was four years ago, and now here I am on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast because uh, football, fantasy football these past few years has been very, you know, uh, mostly good to me. Oh, good. Very good. Uh, getting through uh, this week, you know, after after by Mageddon, by Ragnarok, as Andy Varens like to call it there, that's my favorite one of those. Although, uh, and that's Peter Overzet. That's pretty good. Yeah. Peter Overzet uh, from ESPN, the newsletter, uh, called it by 2K, which was, was nice. Um, I like that one too because it – we got through it. In most case, we didn't get destroyed by it, too. I think by 2K is the best one I've heard. That's yeah. a really good one. It's a bit of a dated reference, but even I even I understand it. I remember Y2K. I was playing backyard baseball at the time, uh, yeah. and, and and I didn't understand what all the hullabaloo was about, and um, my computer was working just fine after midnight. But yeah, by 2K, that's a really good one. I, I was forcing Bipocalypse. I still yeah. stand by that, but I wish I had heard by 2K last week. Yeah. Well, and it, it's great because it, it it was you know like like that there. I was – yeah. Anyways. We're, no more comments about me being old. We're going to move on. Uh, so what's the toughest matchup for you this week to handicap? Which, which, when you're going through, uh, like you're trying to you know, prepare for the show or trying to make your decisions, which games are, are the toughest ones for you this week? Yeah, I mean, there's really there's two archetypes of of like makes it really tough from an analysis standpoint, and that's um, teams that are kind of very inconsistent, and you don't know exactly what version of them you're gonna get, and then couple that with like, all right, so for example, the LA Chargers. LA Chargers have been mostly good this year. They've also yep. been really bad at, at, at points, and they're playing the New England Patriots, who have been very good defensively, are a very disciplined team, and um, took literally all of Justin Herbert's lunch from him last year. Um, mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they're very That's much right. in a position. Yeah. And they're very much in a position to do so again, the Patriots, uh, defense has always feasted on young quarterbacks. I know Herbert is an exception to many rules when it comes to young quarterbacks, but he wasn't one last year. And so it, do I believe that Herbert now has enough games under his belt and this Chargers offense has been clicking to the point that it has. And now they've got the bye week you know, to right after that Ravens lost to, hey, let's, let's figure out what's going on here. You know, let's, let's, let's write the ship a bit. Um, and they're at home, but at the same time, like if you told me the Patriots win this one 17 to six, I wouldn't be surprised. And yeah. we have to account for that when it comes to guys like, you know, Austin Eckler's a must start. Keenan Allen's a must start, but Mike Williams, um, he's been in must start territory this year, but we have to account for that. Um, you know, are you planning on streaming Jared cook? I'm not, but you know, it, it just, it's these kinds of things that make the analysis very difficult when, you know, you're not entirely positive. Uh, what you're going to get. And then the the other side of it is, and we mentioned it earlier, when you think a team might play down to the level of their opponent. Um, the Rams have the world's easiest matchup this week against the Houston Texans. Um, they could win 35 to three. They could win 13 to three. Um, they're probably not going to give up more than three points. Their defense is great. But uh, sometimes offenses take their foot off the gas pedal in these uh, situations. And we see players not even, you know, come out for the fourth quarter and stuff like that. Right. And so that just makes it really difficult to figure out, like, is this the week where Robert Woods turns around? Probably not, but also he could maybe score three touchdowns. It just, it's really difficult with these, uh, yeah. with these matchups. About that, I mean, it's just, let's face it cup, it, cup is just that good. He's just been that open all the time. Why would you switch when that's working? I mean, yeah. I don't think this is an indictment of Woods at all. I don't, it's not like he's been playing poorly. It's just that Cooper Cup is shredding. Yeah. And, I, I think 
why would you go away from something that works? Daryl Henderson, for the most part, has been awesome. Wasn't awesome mm-hmm. last week against the Lions. I think the Lions were kind of geared up to stop Henderson. I thought that was interesting. But uh, I think the game flow should be in favor of Henderson. I have another chance this week. So I'm going to go back to that Henderson well. I'll probably use him in DFS again. because, And I think everyone's going to shy away from him after getting burned last week, too. Yeah, I mean, definitely a great op- option there. And and you know, from a from a just straight up analysis standpoint, you know, Houston gives up a ton of rushing yards in large part because they, you know, teams just can run all over them. They don't need yep. to do anything beyond run the ball. Um, you know, they've given up the second most rushing yards uh, this year, only behind the LA Chargers. Uh, interestingly, but yeah. uh, it just it just really comes down to do we trust that the Rams are going to you know put their whole weight behind beating the Texans and right. That I mean, that's always the scary thing. Um, if they're up, you know, twenty-one nothing after the first quarter, like what 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 incentive do they have to to throw their whole weight the rest of the game? Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. Um, and it's it's always kind of tricky. I mean, I think McVeigh typically is a guy that likes to put the game out of reach. Then you know, so he he will get that extra touchdown. Not quite like as cutthroat as Belichick. Belichick is you know still. You know, throwing up 48 to 48 to 13. I mean, I thought that was pretty funny, but um, it's one of the reasons why the Pats always cover when they were in, on their strongest teams. They covered way more than the, 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 even the good team average. He was, he was always, they were always at a certain level. I think yeah. one of those things is, you know, he doesn't play, you know, nice. He just makes sure they get the win. Yeah, and and there's something to be said for that. There's a lot of uh, unwritten rules or or gentlemanship when it comes to football. But um, Bill Belichick is a ruthless winner, um, yeah. and, and so he doesn't. He I, I don't think anyone uh, expects Bill Belichick to care about those right. sorts of things. Right. I tend to think the Chargers laying an egg uh, against the Ravens was a one off. You know, they are coming off that massive back and forth game against the Browns. Mm-hmm. They travel to Baltimore, East Coast, early time slot. You know, I think it was just one of those, okay, we're set up to fail. Like, the, you know, you have these body rhythms. Everything gets thrown off. Got the bye week afterward. Maybe even looking forward to that bye week for the, for all we know. And they just got smoked. And one, and they were down quickly in that game. They, they failed on a fourth down, fourth and one, got shut down. I just felt like after that, it's like operation shutdown. They couldn't stop the run at all. That's one thing I do worry about the Chargers is they can't stop the run. Um, and. I think Damian Harris is going to be heavily used, but they've had the bye week to adjust to that too, perhaps. Yeah, and I mean, part of it is is their defense. They really uh, sell out to stop the pass doesn't sound right because you use it yeah. the other way, but they they really focus on making sure that they don't get beat on big plays, um, mm-hmm. and they really and and they actually funnel a lot of you know between the tackles runs, and so it does. And and for a team like New England, where Damian Harris like that is like the one thing that you can count on Damian Harris to do. Um, you know, that that's good for him and good for the Patriots. And I wonder if the Chargers are in a position where they can adjust um, because it's not like you have to do anything special to stop the Patriots from from beating with big plays because they're they're just they're not built to do that. Um, that that's not what they want to do. Mike Jones has the arm, but I mean, what you're afraid of Nelson Aguilar? I mean, come yeah, on. Exactly. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if the Chargers, with a, you know, with an extra week of practice, um, if they can adjust their defense a bit, you know, to uh, this Patriots game just seems like a, a really tough game uh, for the chargers I mean, they lost 45 to nothing last year uh so any yeah. anything's an improvement from that that's true uh meanwhile the pats the teams that they beat this year are the texans and the jets twice so we got some questions still with the pats too yeah that's true that's true yeah. defense has been good though i'm not it's not the defense i'm concerned about and that's what that's what makes me concerned about the chargers is that yeah. patriots defense for sure Colts Titans, uh, Julia brings up. It's her game of the week. It is a rematch. It's a huge divisional game. The Colts have finally started to get things together a little bit, but the Titans, who lost to the Jets, are now the hottest team in football. They, they've beaten the Bills and the Chiefs the last two weeks and just stomped the Chiefs last week. Um, is this a mirage? Did they just catch the Chiefs at the right time, the Bills at the right time, or are the Titans actually legit? Uh, I mean, I think the Titans offense is legit. Um, I don't know that they can hold teams to three points ever again. Um, no. I think that was, I think that was more of the chiefs. I mean, the Titans put the chiefs in a position to implode and then the chiefs just like kind of took the bait and imploded. Uh, yeah. in my opinion, I, I don't, I don't think that they, I think that there's a world in which that game goes very differently and it's a much more high scoring game. Um, but I just don't think the chiefs adjusted at all to, uh, you know, the defense that they were seeing. So, um, I, I just think this is going to be an interesting game because you've got a team that's 
okay offensively. Um, can they take advantage of, of the Tennessee defense? And on the flip side, the Colts are one of the better teams to stop the Titans offense. Um, but I don't know if anyone can stop the Titans offense. Yeah. When, they, when they have Brown and Jones out there, at least as a real threat, I mean, it, it's tough. I, I, the, that Jets game, remember both those receivers were out and the other yep. receivers couldn't gain any separation. They were playing, you know, the Jets were able to play man to man. They were able to blitz Tannehill into oblivion. Um, that was a weird game. And, and Henry got his that game, but man, he took a lot of hits in that one too. So, uh, but it is, Henry and it took him a while Taylor. to get going too. We yeah. were, we were concerned like at halftime, we were like, uh Oh, like, cause this was, this was also a point in the season where, I mean, Derrick Henry has gotten better and better every week. There, there was a time, um, where we weren't positive. We were going to get first round value out of, out of Derrick Henry. And, uh, he's really, yeah. really, you know, uh, absolutely made fools out of all of us for, for saying that. But, uh, I mean, I, I didn't drop Derrick Henry anywhere, so I can't, I can't speak either, but, uh, they, I think have really turned that corner. They've really figured out who they are. I mean, they lost their offensive coordinator, which was a big part, I think of their offense. So this has been a, a huge, uh, you know, change of events for them, huge turnaround for them. Um, and, and I'm much happier than that. We're not trying to, you know, trust Nick Westbrook, a or Chester Rogers yeah. to, to be the, the guys there. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, this is me, 17 teams, no one Derrick Henry whatsoever. I am that, I am the fool. When I, uh, I, I still remember that Seattle game. I'm like, oh, I'm, I was horrifically tragically wrong about him this year. I faded him like, Oh, all that com- 800 touches, 800 touches. I was one of the people shouting up from the mountaintop. So I failed you and I'm sorry. Um, no, you're you're good. I I failed myself on that one as well. And uh, nine nine teams, no Derrick Henry. Uh, oh, I guess eight teams now. I got eliminated in the guillotine league. So eighteen yeah. eight teams now, and no Derrick Henry. So uh, I'm right there with you, bud. I'm in my first ever guillotine league this year, and it's hilarious because I'm for most weeks I'm like the second to worst team. That's all it that's takes. All you ha- that's all you have to be. Yeah, I just keep on skating by. Last week, I finally had a bigger week, but I, I just I'm like, eh. and then I used all my fab money on Chubb, and then he got, it was massive against the Chargers. I'm like, okay, it paid off, and then he got hurt, um, and I haven't had him last week. So I've got Devontae Adams on that team. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm already like, uh, already uh, off to a bad start. I had, uh, I, but I've, I've, I've had those little things that I've still gotten by, so I'm just hoping I, I keep keep mucking it about but uh yep that's all you got to do just be second second worst and you're good to go because now the waiver wire is much easier i got like a, yeah. a free dj more this week i have no fab yep. money left and i still got dj more so like, okay great yeah uh, a slight improvement especially You'll with uh especially with Devonte adams i need that oh yeah I, and i'm concerned about sam darnold that's for sure but uh dj Moore doesn't need a great quarterback to be a good fantasy wide receiver. Um, and he's, they've got one of the easiest matchups that they can get. So um, yeah. if this, and, and also I, I, you know, I'm a believer in narratives. I think Sam Donald's going to look around and be like, I kind of have to prove that they don't need to trade for, you know, another quarterback, uh, maybe one from Houston. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I can be the guy. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Although I, I don't think he can be the guy. Um, no, I don't think no, so either, but, but, but he, but yeah. he thinks he can be the guy, right? Yeah. Panthers just did Atlanta. come out and say they're not going to trade for Watson. So there is that. Um, so we'll see. Uh, that In fact, there's a now like a rush of teams saying they're not going to make that trade. So I wonder how yeah. much of that rumor mill was generated by Houston trying to draw, like raise the price a little bit. Yeah. There. yeah. It did. It did start with John McClain, uh, the Houston Chronicle columnist. So they probably planted the rumor with him is my guess. But uh, yeah, we'll probably. And by the way, John McClain's an awesome writer. Uh, he's actually really, really a good one there. So we'll see about that. But uh, anyways, uh, one more quick note before we continue to break down a few more other things for week eight here. Uh, Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Roto-Wire subscription. Here's how you claim your free subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks to Thrive. Thanks to our Blue Wire Network sponsors. Uh, I'm here with Miles Nelson, uh, the QB list. You got a uh, podcast tonight, a recording tonight, be up tomorrow. Uh, any big topics you guys will be covering? Uh, honestly, the biggest topic that we, that we cover each week is just what on earth to do with your fantasy lineup. Um, we really, you know, there's so much stuff to cover and we really try to keep that show as close to an hour as we possibly can. And it's really difficult to, to do anything else besides, uh, uh, talk about games and talk about injuries, especially, especially since we record on Wednesday and we all know Wednesday is the big day of the week. Most of the, uh, the news and notes come out and, and that's when you can really see kind of where each week is starting to head from an injury perspective. So, um, yeah, we, and I think one of the big things we've been talking about this year that I'm, I'm really happy that we're doing now is, uh, just really talking about Thursday night football and understanding your options as far as like, do I, you know, if you've got a wide receiver who you're not sure that they're going to play this week, um, let's say, uh, Kadarius Tony, for example, I, he's a low end example, but you know, uh, someone like that or a Julio Jones, you know, do you take the sure thing and play Randall Cobb on Thursday or do you hold out hope that Julio Jones will be healthy and will play on Sunday? So it's just those kinds of questions that yeah. you know people don't realize that they have to answer each week. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think that's important too. It's like I, I go, I do our rankings on Rotowire. It's called the value meter every week. And sometimes you get one guy over another guy. Okay, well, it was close. No, it's a huge difference. It turns out, you know, you better hope that you get on the right side of that uh, 50-50 call that turns out to be 99-1. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, I hear from it's, it, it, you know. It's so funny being like doing rankings and, and before, before you do rankings, you, you really think that the, the difference between each um, line on the rankings is such a drastic, you're like, okay, well, you mentioned earlier, you had what AJ Dillon at 33 and Alex Collins at 31. Well, that means Jeff, that in every single one of your lineups, you must be playing Alex Collins over AJ Dillon. That's like, well, no, but you also have to understand like Alex Collins is a high floor option. We know he's going to mm-hmm. get the work, but there are going to be teams and lineups where you need a guy like AJ Dillon. Like Alex Collins is not going to get it done for you. You got to swing for the fences in that. And though, even though he's ranked two whole spots lower, you know, in your rankings, that doesn't, that doesn't really actually mean what everyone thinks it means. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Although for the most part, I try to tell people my ranking is how I would play it. Um, So absent any context, I'm going to say just, this is what I'm going to tell you. So I I get someone and yet I, every week I get Lamar or Brady, Lamar or Brady. Okay. It's right there. I have my ranking right there. You know, <laughs> quarterback, you, you quarterback is a, different. Quarterback, yeah. I think, is a little bit different. Um, I think I think where the nuance comes into play sometimes is when you have you know running back and wide receiver, you have to think about the scoring format that you're in. Um, and and there are certain teams where you know there is that context. But um, yeah, I mean quarterback, it's it's you know, quarterback and tight end is play the dude higher ranked on the on the rankings. He's ranked there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And 
if you give me reasons why I might reconsider, well, then that's fine. But I, I just love it when I, you know, there's no other context with the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you got to, if you're going to ask that question, you got to give context. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you do the podcast uh, and you do a lot of work for Picture List. What else do you, what, what else does Miles Nelson do in, in life? Uh, man, in life. Uh, so I've been golfing lately. I've been trying to get into golf. That's been okay. fun. Uh, no, uh, I, so I work, uh, I do have a day job, unfortunately. Um, or if my boss is listening, fortunately, thank you very much for my yeah. job. I, I'm really appreciative. Um, I work as a, a, a sales in um, software. So, okay. um, you know, sales by day, which, you know, sometimes there's crazy days and, and I'm, you know, in meetings all day and, and doing that kind of stuff. And so I have to check the news every now and then. I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff to catch up on. And then there's other days where I'm like, OK, I can I can maybe spend a little bit more time doing the podcast notes today. If, uh, you know, if you all catch my drift out there. Yes, there you go. There you go. And let, let's hope uh, you're, you get lots of sales early, which allows you to be able to do that there. Yeah, that's that's definitely the dream. Uh, early morning, uh, waking up. I actually woke up yesterday to an email from someone saying, hey, cool, we're ready to move forward. Um, send us the contract. And I was like, oh, this is the easiest sale I ever made. All I had to do was wake up. It was great. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, I maybe talked to them a few times beforehand, obviously, to set the table. But, you know. When you wake up to that email, it, it was a definitely a great day yesterday. Um, but uh, in addition to that, you know, I mean, I, I just I really <laughs> I really love sports. I really um, I'm, I'm a three sport guy. Um, yeah. And, and it's funny. I grew up a huge Dodger Laker Cowboys fan, which obviously drew a lot of uh, eyebrow raising <laughs> at my fandoms. But I live in L.A. I'm not going to root for the Clippers. Like, what, what do you want me to do? And then there was no football team here. So, again, you know became a Cowboys fan. And it's not like I was hopping on any bandwagon. My first like real Cowboys memory was Tony Romo fumbling that, uh, that field goal attempt against the Seahawks in the 2007 playoffs. So like, yeah, I hopped on a bandwagon because the, the holder couldn't even hold the the dang ball. Uh, but you know, I'm between those three sports, I've got all 12 months of the year covered. Um, you know, really no uh, hockey for you. Um, I'll go to hockey games. I'll go to hockey games, but I'm not going to pretend like I have any idea what's happening. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and, and it makes it hard for me to follow. Plus again, uh, with, you know, every month of the year covered and there's a lot of, of, uh, crossover between hockey and basketball, as far as those seasons go. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I try to focus a little bit more on, on one sport at a time. Um, and so sure. hockey, just hockey, hockey's the place where I go and drink a few beers and get really, really happy when guys throw down their gloves and, uh, and <laughs> with each other. live hockey is amazing. Going to a Kings game is, is awesome. I, I love going to. I love being at a live game. I'm a big Red Wings fan, but I'm I'm also a Midwest boy, so I kind of like I like I like uh you know you have to stay indoors a lot more in the Midwest. Uh, so there's a lot more watching, but then are going to games a little bit more. So I think there's some more of that. I, I noticed though I don't watch nearly as much as I used to, but that's also because you know football season is is a really busy job. Uh, yeah. And then I've got baseball projections I'm doing. So by the time all that's done, it's January and I'm, I'm hopelessly behind. I have one hoops league. I've got one hockey league. Um, my track record there is just mediocre. I, I do well enough because our, I, our tools are good enough. So it helps me because I don't have any preconceived biases or notions. I just use, yeah. use our tools and I, that usually ends up doing well enough. Uh, but I'm not, I don't live and breathe it like I do baseball and football. Yeah. And, and I think it, it does make things easier sometimes when you don't have those preconceived notions or, or emotional attachments to some of the players, especially, I will say, I think more so than some people always think like, oh, because I'm a Dodger fan or because I'm a Cowboy fan, I have affinities to those players. Um, reality is when you get into what we do and you spend that time, you know, ranking players before the season and doing those projections and stuff, I find myself more attached to those. And I have a harder time letting go of, of stuff that I, you know, and analysis that I did before the season. So even right. though like um, Robbie Anderson, who I was big on last year, I thought um, and, and was proven right. And so therefore mm-hmm. I'm like, let me run my victory lap on Robbie Anderson. Uh, I'm really, it's really hard for, I'm, I'm taking the L this year, but it's, it's really hard for me to admit it because uh, I just, I just still believe in Robbie Anderson, the player. And I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It, those are the tougher ones. And so if I didn't rest of season, it might be easier. Rest of season, Robbie Anderson or Allen Robinson? Oh God, um, both of them should be on your waiver wire. Uh, <laughs> I'll so take, you- I'll take, I'll take, uh, I'll take Allen Robinson just because um, I think with Carolina, we've seen, we've seen the game plan now. I don't think it's going to change too much. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I don't think I mean I know Robbie Anderson has been getting targeted, but it's not like they're not good passes. They're not good balls. They're not good opportunities. Um, Allen Robinson, at least there's a world in which uh, either there's a quarterback change again in Chicago, or they realize that that their way of of, of playing football isn't working. Um, yeah. I think there's a better chance that even I mean it's Matt Nagy though, so I don't know. They're both terrible. Drop them both. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, and the thing is, this week you probably don't need to do it. Last week was the week you had to make that hard decision, right? You I know, did start Allen Robinson in a few week, in a few leagues last week, and I'll tell you what he he was the best of my options. I didn't have higher scoring players on my bench, so I can't right, sit there and be right. like, "Why did I go back to this?" But yeah, no, I cut bait. Cut, please cut bait. Yeah, I I'm gonna hold on to Robinson. Uh, I just I, I'm stubborn. Um, I have Anderson in a couple leagues too, and. I might even be starting him in one this week. I don't know. We'll oh. see. Uh, it, it's a 14-teamer with three receivers and a flex, or two flexes even. So it, it's it's deep. Uh, yeah, it changes but, the calculus a little bit. Uh, and in yeah. those types of leagues, uh, give me Anderson for sure, just because there's at least that little bit of a, of a volume floor. Like, if you squint, you can see, like, nine points in PPR, which in a league like that is like, okay, cool. That's better than what I'm getting on the waiver wire. If you're in a regular, if you're in a 12 team league, especially if it's like two wide receivers, um, even if it's three wide receivers, you're, you're probably going to have better options on the wire um, or at the very least guys who have similar. The thing is it, it, we're looking at, you have to Robinson had massive upside. He doesn't have that upside anymore. So now he's yeah. the same. He's the same as some of these dudes on the wire of like low floor. Like what's the difference right now between Allen Robinson and like Nicole Hardman. You know, I, it's, it's not that big of a difference. Um, Hardman yeah, has a better well, quarterback throwing to him. Yeah. But Hardman, yeah. Hardman's never done it before. Robinson no, sure. Uh, obviously. But that's, but see, this is exactly the uh, attachment that we're having a hard time yeah, of uh, course. Uh, with. And so that's where it just comes down to like, we're not going to have the Robinson that we had last year. I don't think there's any world in which that happens. So if you're in a league where there's, you know, decent wide receivers available, um, I, I, I would definitely stand behind you. I, if this goes poorly, um, for you, you feel free to to tweet tweet me and tell me that I was wrong. But uh, I I will stand behind you now, and I will help you feel be- feel better about dropping out Robinson. All right, those two are Brandon Ayuk rest of season or cut all three. Oh my god, um, uh, <laughs> cut all three. I don't. There's no. There's got. There's no hope for Brandon Ayuk. Um, it, it's it's like. What you said earlier about the Rams wide receivers with, you know, Cooper cup is just so open. So why would you go anywhere else? Like it's working. Don't, you don't need to fix it. It's the same thing, but on a smaller volume in San Francisco, um, Debo Samuel is just, is so good. And there's no reason for them to throw the ball to literally anyone else, but Debo Samuel. Um, I don't know when George Kittle is coming back, but he's coming back uh, soon. Uh, I remember when he went out, they talked about, you know, him being back in, in November, um, and so I just, I don't feel good about Ayuk's, uh, like even just the target projections for him. So he, yeah. I, I would say he's the, the bottom. If you have all three of those wide receivers drop Ayuk, um, and then pray. Yeah. It's so frustrating because he's a first round pick. He actually showed signs last year, but he's just buried. I mean, I almost, that's the thing that bothers me. I, I don't even know quite why. I mean, I saw, we all saw the fumbling, bumbling punt return attempt last last week in the rain, but he had one target in the passing game. One. I, I just is he not getting open? Is is he not blocking? Okay, I I don't understand why he's so buried on that team. Yeah, I mean, sixteen targets this season to sixty three for Debo Samuel. That there's more to it than just he's not. I mean, he because he right. is getting open. He I mean, he is the same uh, from a separation standpoint and a, and a route running standpoint. It just the the play calling is not there the trust isn't there from the coaching staff and um you know jimmy garoppolo and trey lance aren't the kind of quarterbacks that we're going to sit here and go yeah they can uh, sustain Debo samuel and also a second wide receiver yeah. um i i i think Ayuk is a is the kind of player that if they just traded him which doesn't that's the thing that doesn't really happen in the nfl and that sucks but if Ayuk was in i was on a different team i would be all in because yeah. i don't think anything's changed about him yeah, uh, Shanahan's tough on his young receivers. We all saw what happened to Dante Pettis, too. I mean, there's, there is some history with that. So, you know, maybe it's just a case there where, you know, he doesn't live up and, you know, maybe maybe, they're, maybe he's just a flaw guy. Maybe they're really bad at drafting. And we're, we're, we're attaching that first round, you know, value to Ayuk, but he's not that player. Yeah, a little, little bit of a Patriots West when it comes to uh, drafting wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. Nikhil Harry's entered the chat, definitely. I can <laughs> see that happening there, uh, for sure. 
All right. Uh, we'll close with that. Uh, again, people check out, uh, miles, uh, your partner's name is Eric Smith. Did I get that right? Eric Smith. Yep. Um, he is, uh, he's the, the man in charge at, at QB list. So all the rankings you see on the site are his, um, he's on most of the podcasts. So he does, he does all the good analysis. I just, uh, I I'm, I'm the lob man in the alley of combo between. Okay, good. I like it there. Everyone needs a Blake Griffin. Oh wait, sorry, Clipper reference. We can't do that to you there. But <laughs> that's uh, everyone needs a Dwight Howard, you know, there you uh, go. and Anthony Davis. We're good. There you go. All right, yeah, without the fight. Uh, so that'll be good too. <laughs> uh, um, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to WinBet for your sponsorship. Uh, we'll be back at you again tomorrow with uh, Mario Puig and John McKechnie. As always, thanks for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Have a great day. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.